Was popping, was popping, was popping. Welcome, Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And welcome to episode 87. And on this episode, of course, we got a lot to talk about. Um, I'm still in my bag about clarity. So we're going to talk about imagination. We're going to talk about imposter syndrome and selling the problems, the ups and downs about that. Uh, The struggles of a creator. And can you be a creator and a CEO at the same time? Moose, how are we feeling about this episode? This one is good. This one has good balance to it. Uh, real, real, really focus on both the creative side and the entrepreneurship and business side of it. So, uh, yeah, those tend to be my favorite. So I'm excited for it. Let's get it. I tried over here. Anyways, let's get into this <laughs> intro. Two kids from Queens cut from a different cloth. Now joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never before seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. And as always, shout out to all our audio listeners, our viewer uh, people. I was going to say viewerships. I don't know if that's the right word, but it sounded great, right? Shout out to y'all. But first and foremost, this would not be possible without Ecamm Live, all right? The all-in-one live stream and video production, low-key the secret weapon for remote podcasts. This is how we're able to uh, get the audio, do the video with barely any type of editing. So shout out to Ecamm Live. Moose, how are we feeling? Man, feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. It's been a, a great week. I'm excited for this one. We're continuing to edge closer to 100. So uh, <laughs> it's only getting better. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Where 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 are you located? You you look. This oh. looks like a different. Looks like a different yeah. background, sir. For yeah, our yeah. audio listeners, I, I'm not seeing a city vibe. <sighs> I'm not. It looks very warm and comforty. What's up? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's not my warm, normal setup. I um, I've been away. So actually, I went from man the man's conference last week straight to Florida. And we did a couple pit stops in Florida. And then uh, we're celebrating our one-year anniversary, actually. We just made today. Well, the day that we're recording this. Yeah, the day that we're recording this, we're celebrating a year in marriage, which has been incredible. Shout out to uh, out to my wonderful wife, Rebelsi. Aww. Uh, but, Aww. Yeah. I wish we had an awe. I need an awe. Thanks. I think I have an awe. She's so Yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, but I, I, uh, so it was kind of crazy. I, I came back from Florida. We took the same flight to New York, dropped her off in New York, and then I continued into DC. So I'm in DC right now. I got some meetings that I'm knocking out tomorrow with a client. So, uh, I'll be here before I head back home tomorrow night. Uh-huh. So, uh, gotta do the, the remote podcast, uh, double remote, cause we're already remote, but this is a double remote cause I'm not at my usual home base. So, yeah. This I'm, I'm praying this this holds up like oh it it, it will it will uh, yeah shout out 
Shout out to the one year anniversary. <laughs> AKA the year anniversary of where I wasn't invited to the wedding. So that's gonna be uh, a yearly <laughs> thing. Every year we're gonna talk about that. <laughs> Every year we're gonna talk about that part too. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's been a year since since that mistake. It's okay. It's all right. It's yeah. all right. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get into this episode. Uh, first and foremost, I'm I'm still on this whole journey of clarity and uh, you know, ex- not experimenting, but uh, coming in tune with imagination and like new ideas and things like that. And of course I saw something that I wanted to talk about. Uh, shout out to EYL, shout out One to Steve Hart. Yeah. We just, we just, Isaiah just put just like EYL again or something. Right. Um, but they of course in, did a such a dope, I wish I could go over that, that interview, like every single time. Cause that, interview with Steve Harvey was so fire, but he said such a bar about imagination that I wanted to talk about that I feel that as creators and entrepreneurs, we need to tap in a little bit more, at least for me. I don't know about everybody, but I feel like it could help at least one other person. So let's listen. Albert Einstein had a quote. He said, imagination is everything. It's the preview to life's coming attraction. It's like when you go to a movie and you get your popcorn and you sit down before the movie starts, what do they show you? They show you preview of what? A coming attraction. Have you ever seen a preview and then the movie ain't come out? Nah, bro. Once you see the preview, it's finna be a movie. <laughs> you believe that. And that's how, that's how the imagination works in your life. So, so here's my thing, right? I think we don't put, I'm not saying, I'm not going to speak for everybody. I'm going to speak for me. I don't put that much emphasis on my imagination. Like I put emphasis on ideas, but not my imagination. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I see a lot of things. I mean, the natural creator that I am. And I, when I listened to that, I was more like, everything happens for a reason. Even our imaginations. But I think as growing up, it was always put as something that doesn't really exist. It's like, oh, it's, it's just your imagination. This is just your imagination. This like It's always downplayed. So... I put more emphasis on ideas rather than um, than just the totality of imagination. And when he said that, I was like, going back to everything happens for a reason, even the things that appear in your mind, regardless if other people could see it or not. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Then, of course, he said, Albert Einstein, you can't even go wrong with you know <laughs> automatically becomes deep when he yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah like he could have so, said oh, no, that no, but then right right yeah. Yeah. Albert Einstein, Einstein said it so official now oh yeah, yeah. It's official oh now. yeah but like <laughs> I think I think my question is 
how do we like extract that downplaying that we've gotten growing up and putting more power to the imagination than as as we're older cuz you we could get away with so much like people come up with Im- imaginary friends and things like that right yeah. um who's not to say they're just not speaking a certain friend into existence mm-hmm. you know I'm not trying to get too deep. That was that was a little that could have went there, but I'm not trying to, right? But like, it was always like, oh, that's your imagination. Uh, you just. It, but how do we extract that? How do we give more power to it? Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. I think uh, as we get older, we just tend to conform. Mm. We we follow these rules that somebody made up. Without without any good reason, we just say, "Oh, okay, that's the way it's got to be," and you just follow it, and you don't know if it's any if if it's of any benefit to you, if it can help you, if it can hurt you in your on your path. You just do it because other people are doing it. But the way to break out of it is you got to start breaking those rules, like go against the grain, push yourself to do things that you normally wouldn't do. You know, because like even when you talk about this idea of like abundance, right? Like, and I think of I think of imagination as abundance, right? And we were literally in the beach today. And of course, as a New Yorker, when you see your feet in water, you're like, whoa, this is different. Like you don't go to beaches in New York and see nothing of your body in the water. Right, <laughs> you're right, like, right, right. You're in New York, you're like, uh, okay, I, I guess I'm in the water. But Florida was a cool vibe. Like you actually got to see your, your feet, whatever. So we were talking while we were in the water and then like you can look up and yo, the water runs forever. You look into the sky, clear blue skies, they run forever. And it's like, yo, the creator created things in abundance and created us in that same format. So where does this concept of limitation or there isn't enough to go around for everybody and for my desires, where does that come from? It comes from conforming. It comes from us following these rules that mean nothing that we've put value on and said, yeah, no, it's got to be this way. So I think the more that we challenge ourselves and we surround ourselves with others who are constantly looking to go against the grain and just do things a little bit differently, the more that we'll see that it's okay. And more importantly, that it's entirely possible to create things that you don't yet see and allow them to come into your life that way. Yeah, it it goes along with... The, the book I was reading, The Four Agreements, I think that's what it's called, The Four Agreements, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, when you said that, like, it instantly makes me think of, like, the I think the first thing they said was, like, everything's a dream. When you're up, it's a dream, and when you're asleep, it's a dream, right? It's just that we, as we grow up, they they, like compared us to like dogs, like we get domesticated like animals, right? To think certain ways and to do certain things. And so we were trained that, you know, our imaginations, our dreams aren't necessarily real, right? But if we could clear all thoughts of that and strip it away, then true freedom comes in. I sound very deep. I don't mean to sound this. This is most kind of talk. I don't nah, even do this. Nah, this, this <laughs> I swear to you, 
I swear to you, and this and this is why I always say like I don't in, intend to be deep, but this is why this entrepreneurship creative journey is more of an inside job than it is an outside job. Like mm-hmm. all the technical stuff, like yeah, it's important, but without this part right here, without the stuff between your two ears, like operating right and you thinking and 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 really being able to process correctly about just your own thoughts, your emotions, your desires. Without that, none of that stuff manifests or unfolds. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't ever think it's deep, but I, I just think it, it confirms why we keep circling back to these points and saying, yo, this is the stuff that really matters. You get down this part, the rest of the stuff is actually a lot easier than you think. This is a fact, this is a fact. Um, but but going along with, you know, uh, downplaying certain things and downplaying how good we are, our imagination, everything like that. Uh, I was watching an interview of Lewis Howes and uh, Van Lathan, right? And he says something so deep about a topic we don't really talk about, which is imposter syndrome. So let's go. Listen to this. What I doubt is that I belong here. Belong where? Where I'm at. Mm. I don't see anything special about myself. Looking at TMZ, Kanye West comes into the room. Me and Kanye have this moment, right? And, and then all of a sudden you- Things change. Take off. Boom. And you were at TMZ for how long at that point? Uh, Seven years. You know what I think about? I think about what happens if Kanye never walks into the room? Where would you be? Yeah. Everyone then sort of uh, goes, hey, this guy's talented, this, and I get a chance to display all of these things to different people. I mean, great After people. seven years of- After seven years of doing basically the same, same thing every, every day. day and putting on every day and proving myself there, one moment changes it. And I think to myself, if that never happens, then what happens to me? Like, what if? Like, mm-hmm. what is really inside of me that makes me think that I should be telling people anything? I think imposter syndrome is sometimes something that a lot of people have to have to, have to kind of get through. Yeah, it's 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 so crazy, man. I think it's one of those battles that a lot of us go through because, and again, talking about conformity, seeing what success looks like online, a lot of us feel that the only way to be successful is to be in a position where we have to teach, lead, and be owners of some sort, right? So there is a little bit of pressure that comes with it because you're saying, well, I want to be successful. And if that's what success looks like, then I guess I got to do that. But you can go almost against what you really feel is right or what is really you. And there's some friction along the path. You're like, uh, why am I here? For some people, it works out simply because of a variety of different reasons. You might have been an early adapter on a, on, a, on a platform, got tremendous opportunity and people were willing to listen to you. Uh, you might actually be pretty skilled or charismatic and people gravitated to your intelligence and your wit or your style or whatever it may be and you got the attention that you wanted. But the interesting thing is, I'm actually in a season in my life now where I am, and, I, and, I, and take this with a grain of salt, right? Because I'm not saying that I'm on this stratosphere of, uh, of a limelight, but I'm like, yo, I don't know if I wanna be famous. 
Mm. Like, I don't want to, I don't know that I want to be known like that because I'm becoming more in tune with the things that come with the fame. And that's the part that I realize is really not for everybody. So could it be imposter syndrome? It could be, but I don't think it is because it has a level of intelligence around the things that come with it. So yeah, we'll always talk ourselves down. Many of us will, especially, but I do think a lot, a big part of it is because we're seeing that today success means I'm in a position to teach somebody or tell them how to live a certain way, which is not always the case. Like, it, it, I don't think you need to be in those positions to be successful or to be considered successful. I can see where you're going with that. Uh, I, and it's cool because I actually tweeted something today similar to it's like, yo, I don't want to be uh, where every one is like chilling with everybody. I don't want to be outside, but I want to be respected everywhere. So I don't want to be everywhere, mm, but I want to be respected good. everywhere. Right. So, and I mean, there's, there's multiple reasons for that, but I, I, I feel that the respect and you know, of me, you just don't always see me. I think it has a, has a better feeling. Now, I have no problem people knowing of me, um, me being outside too much, not not all the time. But, you know, here and there, I, I don't I don't mind that. Right. I think with this particular clip. It's a it's a thing that a lot of people actually go through and it, he even states it like I don't find myself Special. And and I have, I'm very aware that imposter syndrome is a situation, but I also believe that it is definitely a confidence thing. Like, of just, whether it is something that you're not confident in somewhere else, maybe you're very confident in your craft, but there's something else that's happening that almost makes you doubt yourself of, how good you could speak or your perspective matters or so, because something else outside of that may be a little lacking, right? Whatever it is, that's, that's, that's my opinion. And I, and those people who think that are great at what they do and we value their perspective. We value their, their point of view. And they're like, Nah, it's not that deep. And and I think it's 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 above because, you know, some people be like, oh, it's being humble. No, I think it's above being I think they honestly feel, yo, I'm not I'm not that deep, dog. Like, I'm how how am I getting this success? Maybe and then they start comparing over this person, over this why would people but I always go back to everybody has an audience like your voice is needed to certain individuals or group of people or culture like it's it's needed it may not be for everybody but it's needed and we have to step more into that you know like i, I i'll take this podcast for example it's not for everybody everybody's gonna rock with it you know 
Some people be like, who in the world are these two people, right? Cool. I'm expecting that. Some people may not like the way I speak, the way Moo speaks. I'm okay with that. But somebody does. And that doesn't lower my value or lower the perspective that I have just because these people don't like it, right? Or um, it's not accepted over here. Like, I think we all have certain crafts, certain voices, certain skills for a reason, and we just got to step more into it. But it is a struggle when you have exposure to a lot of things. That's where I feel the imposter syndrome comes into it. And I think we hear more and more about it because of how much we're exposed to everybody. So we see what this person's doing, what that person's doing. And then you're looking at yourself like, uh, hold on. Like, like he said, I've been here seven years, but if this didn't happen, where would I be? It, he probably still have a whole destiny of, of blowing up. It may not have been at that moment, but if the Kanye situation didn't happen, it was bound to ha- happen. Right. And, and, and I don't, I don't like, and not saying on him per se, but I don't like how when certain events happen, we do that. Cause I've, I've been on that too. Like, yo, if I never met this person, if I never did this, like where would there be a me? Would there be? Yes, there would. Yes. Yes, there would. It's just a timing situation. So like, I like understand, but I don't like the imposter syndrome because it just, it's, we are worth something. We're valued to other people. And it's more of like, we have to see that it's a self issue. And I wouldn't know the first step except for acceptance to even battle that. You feel what I'm saying? Like, because it's going to happen countless of times, especially for, you know, um, for entrepreneurs and creators. It's, It's going to happen because you, you see other people in different levels and you're like, okay, I may be a 10, but so-and-so is a 20, so this seems never-ending. You know, mm-hmm. I'm. how do I have this? And they have this. They've been in it for 15 years. I've been in it for seven. Like, everything happens for a reason. We, we got to be okay with it. We got to be, like, accepting of it. And once that happens, then everything that we're supposed to have unravels. But... We get caught up in our feelings and I get it because I've done it too. I've absolutely done it too. So, eh, you know I mean, eh. yeah. Yeah. And that's crazy. Cause I feel like it's the people who, who shouldn't worry about imposter syndrome are the ones who feel it the most. It's like, because imposter syndrome to some extent is you feeling like you're a fraud, right? You're like, man, I kind of feel that I don't deserve to be here to some extent because maybe I don't have the highest level of credibility or experience or whatever it may be. But the fact that you're even thinking about it means that you have enough integrity to care about those things. 
So you probably shouldn't have to worry about it. But the ones who probably have to worry about it are the ones who are just like, yo, I don't care about that. <laughs> and so they don't suffer from it. So I think in short, man, if you're struggling with it because it is a real thing, I think both Nick and I have kind of dealt with it at different stages or to different degrees. If you're even considering it, that should let you know that it's, you're not the problem. Like you're not the issue that is creating the bigger problem at large, whatever it is that you're concerned about. If you're thinking about it, you're not the problem. Oh, that's facts. And, the, and, yeah. and it goes towards just doubting a lot of things in, uh, in us. Almost to say, like, yo, I don't like it. Just to downplay that we don't even think that we can do it, right? So mm -hmm. uh, a great example is, you know, how people feel about selling. There's a few people that's like, I don't like selling. I don't like, I don't like doing that. Um, I was one of them. Yeah, no, there's 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 a certain part of selling that I don't like, right? I could sell clouds. I've done it, sold clouds, right? But uh, is it my favorite thing? No, it's not my favorite thing. But after listening to this clip, it makes sense that there's such a bar to it. You're gonna hear it, but just listen. I hate selling. I hate selling. <clears throat> You're always having selling. to sell But that's yourself. the problem right there, what you just said. Tell me. You just played a clip that said thoughts become things. True that. So the thing is, that's not your fact. You hate selling. You're right. You hate it. So now it becomes your truth. But I could change that. I hate talking about myself. I hate feeling like I'm like now, selling, that's, uh, selling yourself selling? is different from, from selling. Like, I don't, I don't like selling myself. That's like a cheap lawyer. Like, I'd rather have somebody right. else talk about Right. My characteristics than me going in a room and telling somebody, oh, I did this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. It just sounds like you full of yourself as opposed to somebody else telling your story. Now it sounds like you're a great person. So this is that goes that that goes right with the imposter syndrome, because if we say Yo, I don't think, I don't like this, I don't do this. Then what he said was like, because we said it, now it's fact. Mm -hmm. Like now we now we truly believe it, even if it's not true. Like nine out of ten times is not true. It's not that we don't like selling, not that we don't think we're good or we should be in these positions or anything, but because we said it, now it's fact. Right now, we of course, we don't like selling. Now, we don't feel like we should be in the room, right? Because now it's fact. But the the second part to it of like selling versus selling yourself. The thing that I got out of it was if you don't like doing that, find somebody else. Mm. You know, like... Granted, depending on which salesperson you talk to, it's like everything we we say is selling, right? But there are people who do struggle speaking about themselves for maybe even the same reason we've been talking about, which is imposter syndrome. Maybe they just, they can't see it. That's fine. There's other people who see it. There's other people who understand the goal, right? Either you find the person that, thinks the world of you within your team or 
the person that understands the goal that I have to say these certain points in a very uh, persuasive way in order to make the sale, in order to get the deal. Either way, get another person. That's perfectly fine. People do it all the time. Until, if ever, you feel comfortable doing it yourself. But this is why we have people who are, have sales teams and who, you know, have it, somebody who introduces them and, they, and things like that. Because we, we don't have to do it. We can give up our limitations. We can give up our weaknesses to other people in order to make us strong in order to make the business and the brand strong. That's fine. But the first part of that is what really hit me. It's like, the un once again, understanding the power of words and me saying, yo, I just can't stand this way. Even for people who've been hearing us, the whole funnel conversation, hate funnels, yeah. right? Yeah. Don't like them. Now I'm saying it so much to the point where even if it wasn't a fact, it's now a fact. That's right. You know, and until I get more facts to get out of this imaginary fact that I created, you know, it's just it's a circle. So it's like understand some of the words that we're saying, we're making it now facts into our life, circling back to the imposter syndrome. And then if we don't like selling, if we don't like even talking about ourselves, find somebody else. Yeah. 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 And, and just know that it always be, it's better received actually when you have someone who can talk on your behalf. Because I, I, I do believe that, right? There is, there's a fine line between selling, as you mentioned, possibly being persuasive about an idea or something that you think somebody else should acquire or pay you for, right? Whatever, it's an exchange. But there's the other part where it almost comes off, comes off as being overly self-centered. You're, 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 you're pumping up your accomplishments so much that people start to lose sight of, okay, is it you who's awesome or is it your product or service that's incredible? I'm, I'm kind of, I'm almost starting to lose track of what's, What's the real value here? So I, I do think that when you have some someone or even a group of people who can advocate for you, like think about how sometimes things happen, how we've gotten some guests on the podcast. Hey, y'all, clip this up. Hey, Maul, we want you on the podcast. And then the comments start going out. And it's like, we have people who can advocate on our behalf where Maul's like, dang, uh, okay, I'm going to go on the podcast. I think I need to be there, right? It's the same exact thing. It's choosing a different method to sell other than one where we feel we have to stand up and overly convince you that we're worthy of you being on the show or something like that. So I think it's the same thing, but just know that there's a fine line between you convincing someone of value that you have to offer or deliver versus you pumping yourself up that can possibly make people lose sight of Okay, what what's in it? And and usually it's a turnoff. I think a lot of people are typically turned off by it because they're like, uh, yeah, no, nah, I'm probably not that good if you gotta speak about it that much. No, that's a that's a fact. That's a fact. But just find you a hype man or woman. 
I think that would be dope. <laughs> Everybody should have one. I'm just saying. Kurt is mine. Shout out to Kurt. Shout out to Kurt. My man will talk me up, and I'm like, I don't even know that about me. Hello. Right. That's crazy. Right. Um, How'd you know that? Right, yeah. right. Like, my mom knows this. Did you talk to my mom? Mm-hmm. Shout out to mom. <laughs> Hello. Um, but yeah, the, just, uh, it's, such, it's such a, it's such an important conversation that between the two of them uh, that I think we just will go over it in, again probably in other episodes. But it's just, uh, like, why, why can't we, why can't we think the best for us Mm -hmm. i mean like Mm -hmm. why why are we our worst critics why are we why did we make that a common statement oh i'm my worst critic and everybody's like yeah i'm my worst critic like why is this a thing we should not we should be our Mm -hmm. biggest fans right if there's if there isn't anybody else in the world we ourselves are our biggest fans, we should not always find something wrong with what we do. That's just, this is me. Yeah. This is me. Yeah. But switching into creator vibes, right? Uh, fire, fire uh, interview that I saw from United Masters SelectCon with Issa Rae. And the conversation of can you be, what's the balance between creator and CEO? What is the balance for her? She's made millions, has shows, has coffee shops, all this, like, she's amazing. But how do you do both? And I was locked in. And so let's talk about it. How do you balance being a creative and a CEO? I hire well. That's how I balance it, honestly. And I trust who I hire. I don't think that it's possible to be a a CEO, a great CEO and a great creative. I'm just going to say that. Uh, I think that you need help and you need to, that that balance that you achieve is in the people that you trust. Uh, Because I realize like, for me, I have to be able to focus on one to be great. And it's a full, both are full-time jobs. I have looked up in one year and realized, oh my gosh, I've only done business and I have not created anything new. And that makes me feel bad. Yeah, I, I love I love both of the, the answers, right? It's almost like a two-parted answer. Hire well and trust those who you hire. So we, we've covered the hire piece. We've talked about it. It's a, it's a nice reminder, though, that you're not the only one who's trying to do something great. So there are people out there who, if you have the vision, they would love to be a part of it and contribute to something great because not everyone can build something great, but everyone wants to be a part of something great. And that is an absolute fact, right? People, as they mature, as they get older, they put some experience under their belt, they start to recognize and they don't necessarily feel so bad or they don't look at it as, oh, an insecurity or a weakness because I'm not the builder. It's like, well, maybe you're not the builder, but you're a phenomenal painter. And that's that's a, a, a wonderful finishing touch to the building nonetheless. So you're a part of the building, but you didn't build the building. That's okay. Like, Who cares? You didn't lay the first brick. Well, you, you put the, the finishing touch, and I think that's a wonderful work. Trusting the people you hire, though, that is something that I don't think enough people talk about 
Um, you know, because we, we even on the call that we had the other day where I was talking about like, man, when you ice your best players for whatever reason, right, that that makes your people think that you don't trust them. So if 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 for whatever reason something happens and you got great people on your team, but you're not using them because you think that you might be bothering them or you don't want to overwork them or whatever it is, whatever assumption you might have made in your mind, it, it can start to create some challenges because now those talented people, their attention and their energy can get pulled in a different direction. They can start to question their contributions or should they even be in this position? So that part is important. It's, it's just as important as getting them in the right place. It's like, give them the power. Be, be clear about, hey, I like where you're going, but I don't think you got what it takes to get us to that next level just yet. So this person is going to take the lead. And the wonderful thing that I like about that type of approach is it's, there's no guessing game. It's like, oh, cool. Nick's got the lead on this one. All right, cool, Nick's. What are we doing? Oh, okay. I got the lead on this one. Okay, Nick. So here's the plan. It's, it's, it's cool. It's like, I don't think anyone, especially, and that's what I'm saying, especially as we mature throughout the experience of business and, and, and just building something phenomenal, people curb their egos so that they can win. Ultimately, that's what it comes down to. So yeah, that, I, I like that second piece. I think that's, that's a critical element to it all. You got to trust those who you put in those positions because it's like having an MJ on your team, but they're on a bench. It's like, <laughs> makes no sense. Oh, that's a fact. And I think, and I think that that's the, that's the struggle with creators. Like, if you don't already have that really good sense of business, right, you're going to want to stay in the pocket of creating. And mm. it is hard to trust with the CEO part. Like it, it is hard to trust with the business part. And so you kind of lack on the business part because you're staying such in the creator vibe. So everything's flowers and grand and, oh my God, you create the greatest thing, but how is revenue coming in? How is How are we scaling? Are you scaling? Yeah. You know, or is it just you? Like, if if it's just you, what is the model uh, that you're doing that will allow you to bring money into your life? If not, crazy. But then even at the end, she was like, yo, I even get to a point where I'm doing so much business stuff. I didn't create anything all year. I would, me personally, would have a problem with that. There would be yeah. no way I can't, but I think, once again, that's why I'm in my unique situation where I'm like, I'm understanding the balance of, of, of business and creator, but I'm still so much on the creator side that I haven't super locked in on the business side just yet, right? Mm -hmm. Um Hence why I'm going through my little journey and I understand this. But like, but it's a it's a struggle. It's a struggle. So you're telling me I gotta concentrate on the business side, which when I got into this, I already like I got into this because I'm a creator. 
And I understand I have to make a business of this, but my first part is a creator. And so to switch it, it's, it's probably a hot and cold vibe. It's like, okay, if I go into business, I'm going into business. Like, but then I'm not creating, but then I go into creators. So like there has to be, and I love how she said that the, the way to do that is to hire well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, it's definitely a domino cycle. Like it's one feeds the other. If you spend too much time in one bucket, you, you'll work yourself out of, out of business. <laughs> like, like you'll just run out, you know, like, and I, I think, it's e- for for whichever comes easier for you. You'll probably lean on that one a little bit more. Like I spent two years in the business, like oh, uh, nah, and and you'll you'll come up with some very valid reasons why you can't do the other piece. It's like no, 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 no. It's just it's just not my thing. I don't want to do it. I don't think it makes right. sense. Like right. yeah, sure, it, it makes sense, but you need them. You need both. No, that's that's a fact. But even and we have an example of it. So Hit Boy who is a major music producer uh, for our hip-hop fans, uh, the producer of King's Disease, Nas' album, that's won a Grammy, I think like twice or something, but don't quote me, no, definitely won. So they've done uh, King Disease 1, 2, he's done Nipsey, he's done Griselda, he's done Kanye, he's done, he's done it all, all right? But he said something that completely proves this whole uh, creator struggle of the business side. So let's listen to it. Keep it a million, like even on the business end, I see that I put on like producers, mm-hmm. they sign and producers, they got their business, right? And I'm still literally, I mean, I, I know you was around way back and mm-hmm. I, it was just kind of chaotic. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a lot more put together, but I still ain't got my business in a place where I fully want it. To uh-huh. where I'm just signing. I don't have a situation structured to, to just sign producers, uh-huh. and that's ridiculous because this I literally put on that signing producers and got they thing together. So, I, you know, I don't know whether it's I'm so buried deep in just into the music that I got to really focus on that business side, but that's just been a tough thing for me. Yeah, legit, a real life example of what happens when you're overly focused on one side that, and this is something that you've said before plenty of times, man, that people who are not as good as you end up beating you just because they've tried it, just because they've did it. They're like, oh, got it. Market responded, perfect timing. Chips were lined up. They capitalized. And you're like, wait a second, but I'm better. Facts. Yeah, but you did. But you ain't. You I started before you. Like, I yeah, put you, you on. Like, I literally, you are here because you I introduced you to so-and-so. Right. I told them about you. What are we talking about? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like that's a real-life example of what happens when you're, you're, you're too much on one side of the spectrum and you're not focused on the other. And this is not no shade to creatives or business people because it's literally the same thing. Like, even if you're the business person, you need, you, you need a creative or you need to create something to sell or to build business around. So on either end of the spectrum, 
you need both. And your passion or love for one is not a valid enough reason or excuse to stop you from doing the other. Mm, hurt somebody's feelings. That almost hurt my mm -hmm. mind. I think that almost <laughs> hurt my mind. She's like, damn, that was kind of actually me. Wait, yeah, that hurt me. That's, that's me. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to even uh, say low-key. That, that hurt my feelings. Okay, that's great. Um, no, mm -hmm. no, no, no. Um, it's a struggle. I literally labeled that part creator struggle. It's a struggle because... And because you see the success of your creations. You see mm -hmm. the success. And, and I mean, dude is getting Grammys. Dude is making millions. He's working with the best uh, artists out there and is on heavy demand. Everybody wants to do uh, an album of some sort or a song or something with Hit Boy. So, because you see the success of what you love so much, what you came into the game with, came into the industry with, holy crap, I got to think of an agency? Mm. That's for me. I got to think of an agency? <laughs> You're bugging. Do you see what I do? What are we talking about? But then you see other situations. You're like, what? How? How did you go to that person? How did you how did you go over that? Are you serious? And then it yeah. just makes you self-reflect like, yo, you don't got your stuff in order. You don't have your stuff in order. And you have to make the decision of. Are you OK right here? Right. Having the success you are but it possibly not being able to scale because it's you doing it. Sheesh. So, yes, making money, success, having the relationships, it's great. It's so amazing. And then what? Because you didn't think of further than that part, something's going to happen eventually. Either you're going to look at it and be like, Yo, they're passing me up or how did they get this? How did like, I don't even have, like you said, I don't even have the structure for that to happen. Mm. I don't like people want to sign to me and I don't even have the structure for that. What would that even look like? From a legal side, from a personnel side, what, how do I even cater to them? What does that look? I don't even know what that looks like. And I don't even have the time because I am making hits that are working. I'm doing things that are working, that are making me money, and I have relationships that are out of this world that people would die for. Mm -hmm. How do yeah. we fix that? Like, I feel so, I, I feel like I'm talking to me. This is horrible. Um, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you got passionate about this one. I've seen you. Because you got, it's you true. It's, it's like yeah. you get into the game wanting to do this, and then, yeah, you understand there's, there's other things you have to do to secure the bag. There's other things you have to do to make sure the name lasts longer. And you're not um, 
you're not working for the rest of your life and things like that. But I don't think we instantly think like that when we get into this. No, and it's hard yeah, to do sometimes, that switch. Yeah, sometimes the, the worst thing that can happen to you isn't failure. Sometimes it's success. Like sometimes it's you actually. Oh, wait, first of all, you're not going to speed <laughs> past that. Like you didn't just say what you just said. Yeah, man, that's crazy. That's great. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, like these, and I love the podcast because I swear, like it always extracts the lessons that are experienced in this season, the season prior to. Is literally that. Like you can think that, man. Imagine I start and I don't make it. Like imagine I don't get the relationships, or it doesn't work out, or people are not willing to make the investment, or I don't have any customers or clients, or people don't believe in my voice, or whatever the, the case may be. But imagine they do. Imagine it works out. Imagine they buy in so much so, so much quicker than you anticipated, so much bigger than you were prepared for, that, that your credibility is almost on the line now because you weren't prepared for that level of growth. You were just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to give this a try. Like, I'm going to see if I can get two sales. You got 200. You're like, whoa, hold up a second. Like, the infrastructure ain't built for 200. We was... We would have been cool on 10. We were really expecting two, but 10 would have been okay. So in some cases, going back to your imagination, sometimes you got to imagine a little bit differently. It's not always failure. That's the worst thing that can happen to you. Sometimes it's success because there are different types of problems, like real different problems come with success. Uh. <laughs> yeah. White flag. I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pit stop. Uh, pit stop. Uh, right. Water. Water. Right, uh, right, water right, break. Right. Listen, <laughs> listen. We. we I even want to. We can end the podcast. We can if we can. But uh, you got one more. I don't really want to do this one more. But we're gonna go one more. Um, <laughs> geez. For um, the listeners who need one more, we got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. So. Uh, Moose came up with this not came up with this he came across not came up like he made the interview but um, he he came across an interview with Joe we're going to call him Joe B but I'm probably going to butcher this last name Burrow the QB of the Cincinnati uh, Bengals right and for those people who don't even know sports the, the quarterback of an NFL team. I don't want to, I realize we have different uh, audiences, right? But um, we w have always been known to celebrate our wins, right? Celebrate our wins. No matter how big or small, celebrate our wins. But could we celebrate our losses? So he got a lot of slack. For after the Super Bowl, yes, he went to the Super Bowl for celebrating, for going out after that. And he did uh, explain. So let's listen to that. Kurt Warner said something in it. When he lost the Super Bowl, he regretted not celebrating what they had accomplished instead. And he did what you talked about. He went and sulked in a corner. And then after the game, I was like, yeah, it sucks. We just lost the Super Bowl, but. We did something really cool. Yeah. And I wanted to to celebrate with the guys about what we did for the year and all the success that we had rather than, you know, sit in a corner and sulk about the game we just lost. Well, 
this is really good. Okay. Mm-hmm. First off, I ain't <laughs> mad at it. Like, you should celebrate you went to the Super Bowl. That is, uh, every other team didn't. It's only two teams that went to the Super Bowl. You might as well celebrate it. And then you look at that, it's like, when we bring it back to, like, real life, because not all of us are, you know, NFL players and go to Super Bowls, right? But we bring it back to real life. Like, you know, there are a lot of things that our family hasn't done. There's a lot of things that our friends haven't done. There's a lot of things within the our age range that other people haven't done until they're older. And we're not looking at that because we constantly have this grind mode or it's not, you know, we, we didn't really succeed. We didn't get this goal. We didn't like, yo, chill out. Like, hold on. You're, you're doing amazing and you might as well celebrate that. Okay. You, uh, went to this, uh, let's say this tournament, whatever it is in your industry, went to this tournament, you're like top five. Well, I'm not number one. You're top five. What are you talking about? What are you doing? Right. It is, we have to get more, we have to make it more common to just celebrate. Not celebrate wins or losses or anything, just celebrate, just accomplishments. Like, looking at the positive of everything, every single thing. And that's hard because we live in a, such a negative society, so it doesn't that somebody would look at the Super Bowl and the the team that lost like oh my god why would you go out yo were you in the Super Bowl did you go Come on. did you not you probably didn't even pay for a ticket you couldn't afford it what are you talking about I'm going to celebrate I look I'm going to go out bring my team we're going to celebrate because this was an amazing year period nobody else came to the Super Bowl had the record we have, beat the teams we did, nobody else. Please sit down as we continue to celebrate. We need to do that just in regular life. Like mm-hmm. what, you know, if, uh, you know who I, oh, shout out to, uh, he don't listen to the podcast, but I'll say it, right? Um, shout out to Philip Webb, right? He, um, ATM, like, He's the man in the ATM business, right? Yeah. And he wrote a book. And the crazy thing is, like, he he downplayed it, right? And I think that's what happens in certain circles. It's like you do something that everybody else supposedly did, right? Yo, I'm like the last person to get uh, to write a book. In what circle, sir? Like, in the world, you're actually not the last, okay? You're actually a small percentage who actually did write a book. That is an amazing accomplishment. Not everybody has author underneath them. What are you talking about? You need to celebrate that you wrote the book. You need to celebrate that you wrote it in the amount of time that you did. There is somebody who said they're going to write a book, and they haven't yet. So celebrate that you wrote a book. Celebrate that it's on Amazon. Celebrate all that. What are you talking about? And he's like, I never thought about that. No, the the small circle of 40 people that you are in 
that you follow that wrote a book and you may be the last of that 40, understand there's a billions of people in the world so who, good. who never even thought about writing a book. And they should. Their stories need to be out there. Their craft, their, their expertise needs to be written out for people to read. You took the time to do that. You're special. Celebrate that. He's like, oh, you're right. Same thing with, with how people sell, right? Oh, mm -hmm. man, I only get uh, two, two, three customers a month. How much is your how much is your course? A thousand. How much were you selling before the course? What are we what are we doing? Why are we yeah. why are we saying that's not an accomplishment? That may not be up to your expectations or what you deem to be successful. It's still it's still something. You would have never gotten that money period if you never created the course if you never put it out there for sale you would have never that needs to be sell each client customer uh person that you impact uh small milestones big mile everything needs to be celebrated regardless if you are at your end goal or not yes there's still light at the end of the tunnel cool right but can we celebrate the little uh, lamp post that we are passing as we get to the end of this tunnel. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's why I like what I found interesting about the clip. And it's crazy because like the way we started the podcast today, talking about conforming. Like my initial reaction was like, "Yo, that's crazy." Is this idea of not celebrating unless you were technically perfect, right? Because to win the Super Bowl means that you were perfect. Like. You won it all. You finished everything. You beat everybody else. You were perfect. You had a perfect season. You won the Super Bowl. So is that mentality of only celebrating if you won the Super Bowl an outdated mentality? Did we conform to, to an idea that isn't necessarily wise or doesn't logically process all of what we did to get to where we are? Especially when it's something that you can try again next season, next month, next week, tomorrow. Oh, I didn't get my sale a day today. Or I didn't get the sale that I was aiming for today. Well, there is a tomorrow. We can celebrate the fact that you at least pitched yourself and maybe before last week you weren't comfortable pitching yourself. You know, like it, there's a lot of things that I think... As you mentioned, the fact that we're the first in our families to do so many things, when you look at how far you've come, honestly, sometimes celebrating is like putting gas in your own vehicle. It, it, it gives you just enough energy and momentum to say, yo, I'm going to come back and do it again. I'm going to try it again. Like, okay, it wasn't great, but heck, I did it. I was afraid to post content before. I gave up on posting content before like i'm posting again that's good celebrate that like be prideful about it i'm not posting 17 times a day that's okay but you post it once a week you know that's that's a great thing it's better than giving up on it so that's the part about it that really kind of caught my attention was just because it's how it's always been done doesn't mean that that's the only way to do it 
Just because people only celebrated when they won the Super Bowl doesn't mean that you could only celebrate if you won the Super Bowl. You got your own Super Bowl. There's different types of Super Bowls in your life that you can celebrate so you can get to the big game in your version. And that's why I'm telling everyone, look, I'm at a, a point in my life where I'm, I'm becoming more comfortable being just brutally honest about my experience. And I'm telling you that right now, I don't know that fame is the thing that I'm after. I'm after more effectiveness. I'm after more certainty and clarity around what I want and how I want to live my life. I'm after different types of things. If it brings a, a, a gazillion listeners, cool. We'll deal with that when we get there. If it brings a hundred listeners, a thousand listeners, no problem. That is totally fine. I'm not going to measure success by having hundreds and thousands of downloads and listeners and people tuned into our podcast. That's just not how I'm doing it. Right? It's like it, it, there, you can have your own definition of success and achieve it and be successful just as the guy who got a million views a day. That's totally possible for you. So that's the thing that I want. And I hope that every listener will take away from this part of it is like, yo, I can have my own definition. And regardless of the numbers, it can be just as impactful as the next guy or the next gal because it's yours. Facts. Sheesh. Um, yeah, that was good. That was good. That's all I got to say about that. That was good. Uh, once again, this is powered by Ecamm. And if you want to try Ecamm for yourself, whether you're starting your podcast, whether you are recording your course or want to record content or you like live streaming, go to uh, www, whatever, how many W's, dot really? nickyandmoose.com slash Ecamm, E-C-A-M. M M uh and try it out for 14 days for free on us. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um and follow us everywhere at Nikki and Moose everywhere. Okay. Shout out to our YouTubers, our Instagrammers, our Facebookers, Twitter. Twitter's Twitter's been rocking. You know I mean, I don't really? know if you noticed it. Twitter's been rocking. I gotta jump back in. Yeah, I gotta yeah. jump back in. Twitter's been rocking. I haven't been getting Twitter notifications lately, so I gotta I gotta jump back in. Yeah, shout out to to people on on Twitter. Uh, follow us everywhere. Moose, final words. Yeah, I think given the conversation today, man, I just wanted you, or I just want everyone who's listened, to make sure that you're clear about the difference between imposter syndrome and not having enough experience. Because imposter syndrome, the definition literally says that you feel like you're a fraud. Right? You question whether or not you're deserving of your accolades. But maybe, maybe that's not the case. Maybe you just haven't acquired enough experience to know how to do something efficiently. So just as you go on your journey, know the difference between imposter syndrome and having enough experience.